Good morning. Praise the Lord. How many of you good to be glad? How many of you are glad to be in God's house this morning? Amen. Well, we're glad to have you this morning. You look beautiful. All those smiling faces, and if you aren't smiling, you should. You look prettier when you smile. Show those pearly whites. Well, we're glad you're here. If this is your first time or first time in a while, we're glad to have you. So make yourself at home and, and just enter in with us this morning as we worship the Lord and we look to his word this morning and we believe God's going to do a great thing this morning. Amen. A couple of announcements uh, real quick. If you weren't here last win or last Sunday night, you didn't hear the announcement. We're not having the Valentine's banquet tonight. Um, we just we. We just didn't have enough ticket sales. And so um, that is a fundraiser for youth. And so um, it's okay. We're going to move on. But uh, uh, we just want you to know don't show up tonight expecting Valentine's Banquet. And uh, those that have bought tickets, we've refunded money. And if we haven't got to you yet, uh, get with me so we can refund your money on that. Um, also, uh, let me just go through this. The 18th is men's breakfast at 830. So come out for that. Heart to Heart is the 21st. We have guest speaker Leanne, or Leanne Hart, yeah, almost said that's redundant, but that's Leanne Hart is speaking at Heart to Heart. There we go. And then the prime timers are meeting February 25th at Blakely's Burger at noon to have a, a time of fellowship and food. And also tonight we will not have a service this evening. Um, and following the service this morning, uh, just immediately after the service, uh, they're going to have a short. The board is going to have a short meeting uh, about our uh, to update on the pastoral search and also uh, time for question and answer. If you have some questions about that, and to kind of let you fill everyone in on that as well. So um, get a bulletin, uh, keep up with the stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on, and so uh, don't want to miss out on anything. So be sure and do that. Well, how many of you are ready to worship the Lord this morning? Well, stand up if you're ready this morning. Let's open with the word of prayer. We want to invite the Lord's presence. He's already here, but we want to make him known that we're glad he's here. Amen. Let's do that this morning. Father, we love you this morning. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your presence that we can already feel in this place. Lord, your presence never leaves. God, you've never forsaken. You've never abandoned us, Lord. In all our time of need, all our time of, of good and bad, Lord, you're always there. And we love you for that. And we praise you. But, Lord, this morning we take time out of our schedule, Lord, to come to your house to celebrate you, to worship you this morning. And, Father, we love you. Lord, we do it because you love us so much. There's no way we could return your love for us because you love us so much, God. But we just try to give you our love as best we can, Lord. And we hope you receive it this morning. Father, we pray that you come and move. Let your Holy Spirit flow through this place and touch lives this morning in a mighty way, God. And we love you, we worship you, and we glorify you in the name of Jesus.
aren't you glad he called your name this morning? Oh, Father God, we just thank you this morning for your presence in this house, God. Father, we just want to open up our hearts and humble ourselves before you to give you free reign in this place, Lord. Father, help us this morning to be aware of your presence, God, not only in this sanctuary, God, but in our hearts and our minds, Lord. Father, just have your way, Father.
this morning, every enemy that comes before us, God. You knew it was coming, Lord, and you already have an answer. You're just waiting on us to submit ourselves to you, God. Father, take it out of our hands this morning. Father, lift burdens this morning as we cry out your name, God. Father, we thank you for those promises, God. We stand on your word this morning in the name of Jesus. In the name above all names, God. The name that overcome everything. God, we just praise you this morning for what you're doing, what you're going to do, God. What you have in store for us, Father. What we can't see yet, but you already know, God. We just thank you in advance, God. We just thank you in advance, God, for your intercession, God. We thank you this morning for your deliverance. We thank you, Father, this morning for your grace and your mercy on our lives and on this church, God. We thank you this morning for all of those promises that we've been standing on for our kids, for our families, God, that they are coming to fruition. God, we thank you for the miracles, God, that you're going to birth out of this service. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Let's sing that chorus one more time. And in the name of Jesus, giants are defeated. Every single mountain has to move.
talks about gold. You have to burn it, to burn off all the impurities, to get rid of the, not the good stuff. That's what the Lord wants from us. Sometimes he takes us through that process. It's not easy, it's not comfortable, but we have to go through it. It's difficult, it's painful. But in order to move forward and be that precious thing that God has for us, sometimes we have to go through that. I believe that's where the Lord wants us to be, burning off the impurities. There won't be impurities in heaven. Those streets are pure gold, not 90%, not 80%. And we can't walk on those streets if we're not pure gold. song I speak Jesus when we were singing that I was thinking about the woman who had a sickness the Bible says she had an issue of blood but she had a sickness and she knew that if she could just get to Jesus she could be healed and she fought her way through the crowd and she couldn't even really get in front of him to talk to him but she fought her way through and as she was reaching for him all she touched was just the hem just a piece of his I don't know what portion or where it was exactly but she just touched his shirt or his gown or whatever it was and instantly she was healed that's all it took was just a touch the Bible says that we're given authority in the name of Jesus to speak that name and whatever we speak in the name of Jesus if we're pure if we've gone through that process if we're pure we speak that name it will happen Bible doesn't say it might or it can't. It says it will happen. Jesus says the things that you speak in my name, they'll happen. And this morning, I know there's sickness. I know there's problems. I know there's people that, we, we've got people in the hospital. We've got people that are sick. We got a good report from Curtis this morning about that great grandbaby's at home and doing well. But there's others that need a healing, that need a touch financially, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, whatever it is. We can speak that name of Jesus with the authority that Jesus gave us over that situation and it will be taken care of. Why don't we do that this morning? You have a need this morning. Why don't you just stretch out your hands to heaven and just proclaim it to the Lord and say, I speak in the name of Jesus over this situation that God, you will move, that God, you will heal, you'll deliver, you'll save, you'll set free. God, you'll restore finances, you'll restore family, you'll restore marriages in the name of Jesus. By the authority, I speak the name of Jesus over these things. And I believe that they will be happening. I believe they will come true. I believe your word is true. And what you said is right and it's going to happen in the name of Jesus. Because I speak Jesus and I speak life. I speak power. I speak with all the authority in heaven in the name of Jesus over these situations, over these problems, God. And you will move and you will touch this morning, God. And we... We praise you for it, and we love you for it, and we thank you, God. God, we praise you for the answers of prayer we, we already have, but I praise you because I know there's more coming. God, the word of our testimony will proclaim your goodness and your greatness, and it will proclaim Jesus to a lost and dying world. And Lord, we love you this morning. We praise you. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. Just thank him this morning for the answer to your prayer. Just speak it out right now. Lord, we thank you for the answer. God, I thank you for my healing. I thank you for my deliverance. God, I thank you that I know what I need is on its way. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. We praise you this morning. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated if you can. I love that song, Speak Jesus All Day, Every Day. Paul says, never stop, never cease praying. I believe we should never speak and never stop speaking Jesus in every situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If our ushers will come, we'll go ahead and take up our morning tithes and offering at this time. prayer often this morning. Father, we just love you. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done for us, God. We thank you for your financial blessings, your provision, God. And Lord, we pray as we have an opportunity to give back to you, Lord, that you would take this offering, bless it, multiply it, God. Use it to reach people all around the world, Father. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. We pray you, pray you bless the gift, bless the giver this morning, and we just give all glory to you in the name of Jesus. say a reminder real quick because I know some more have come in. Uh, we're not having service tonight. And unfortunately, our Valentine's banquet, we're not able to do that tonight. Um, and, uh, and But also following this morning's service, there'll be a short meeting with uh, the board is going to give some information and update on the pastoral search and also time for uh, question and answers. So I uh, just want to make sure everybody heard that that wasn't here when we made, <clears throat> when we made announcements this morning. Also, one more announcement that uh, Jill and I are making. And uh, I believe Ron's got it, something. He's going to come up in just a moment as well. Um, Jill and I have been praying about this for a while in consideration with uh, our ministry and what we're doing. And we have decided to resign as youth pastors here. Matter of fact, we've already done that. Um, and so we, we let the youth know Wednesday night. I always like to let the youth know before I make an announcement in church. That way they don't hear it through, you know, because a lot of our youth don't actually come to church and their families aren't involved in church. And so... Um, we have decided it's time, um, after much prayer and after consideration and all that, uh, to step down. And so we will be um, resigning the youth and also uh, other areas that Jill's involved in. And someone asked me, we, we're not, we won't be staying at this church. Um, we've decided it's time for us to move into a new season, a new area. And so um, that's where we are right now. So um, we love you guys. We're not leaving angry. We're not leaving upset. We love this church and we love you guys. And, and, and I'm praying for the best for this church that you'll 
you, the right pastor will come along and will lead this church forward. And so um, it's, just, it's just the end of our season here. And uh, we've been here four years, and we've loved it, and we've enjoyed it, and we've loved being with you guys. And so, um, so that's where we are. There you are. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, remind anybody that might have come in late that uh, after church this, uh, this morning, we will have be, uh, be having a board meeting to uh, let you know a little bit of update on uh, what, how we are on our pastor search uh, and any questions and answers you might have, uh, just stay after church for that. And also, uh, we hate to hear that Chasen is leaving, but... Uh, next Sunday night after church we're going to have a little get together for them and uh, we ask that you help us out on uh, bringing any uh, sandwiches uh, uh, chips, uh, finger food, anything like that and we'll have a little snack uh, after church next Sunday night. So if you could help us out on that, uh, we'd appreciate it on that. I came loaded. I brought my own. Okay. <laughs> Always a pleasure to get in the house of God, for this is the refuge place. I will run into that rock that that rock may hide me. And that's where I'm at here this morning. I've been praying with you. I, I realize I'm just a no spare tire and I'm fitting in where I can. But I've been praying, and this week God has placed upon my heart to fast and pray for this church. And I believe that each of us should feel whatever God's drawing us into to prepare for this day. I don't know what's going on, but I can tell you one thing. God has not left Long Grove. And God's on the scene, and He's ready to do something. And I'm wanting to hear, don't you? Yeah, me and my wife are here. It takes us two hours to get to church, but we're close enough. We'll make it. And if that's all we got to do is pray, we'll pray. We'll lift up our hands and God will do something wonderful. So I encourage you to continue to pray and seek the Lord. And, and last Tuesday, I went down to a preacher's meeting. Sometimes that can be good and sometimes bad. But anyway, it turned out real good. We had a lot of people show up and... Uh, I was telling Nisa, we put Jim back in for another year. I don't think he's too happy about it, but he, he didn't say no. He knew we'd shove him in there. He's got, he's got enough youth left in him. He can do a good job. So I told him, I said, Jim, give it a try. I'll pray for you and think about you. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. He'll make it. Wednesday, I came home from that meeting and I began to read something that morning. It's funny what God begins to say to you when you listen for him. He says something. Wednesday morning I read something. It ignited. I've read it a hundred times, but why did it ignite me Wednesday morning? I don't know. I read it again, and it got bigger. I read it again, and I said, this thing's going to break out. I went in the kitchen. My wife was fixing breakfast. I said, I got a brand new one. One that just fell from heaven into my spirit. I said, the bad thing, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. 
It's like a consuming fire that just burns inside. And I said, I don't know. I've never had that happen that God didn't have a door open somewhere. And I got a call from my neighbor <laughs> and he said, could you come up here Sunday? I said, there's the message. I knew I had it placed for some place, didn't know where it was. And I didn't know I was praying over you, but I was. And boys, was that real in my spirit? Thank you for calling me. And thank you for coming. I don't know who you are, but God showed me the other night as I was praying. I prayed Saturday night. I got up early at three o'clock this morning. I'm trying, not trying to impress you with the, how spiritual. I'm telling you, my heart was on fire. And I'm going to tell you what God told me. And if it hits you like it hit me, we're going to tear this place up today. Mm -mm -mm. I'm going to go over in Matthew. Now, you don't need to turn with me if you, unless you want to, but I'm going to go over there and and I, I just want to look a little bit there in, in, in chapter 21, 21, uh, the scripture says, and, and Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all of them that sold and brought in the temple and overthrew the tables and all the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And he said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer. But ye have made it a den of thieves. Well, I want to stop right there for a minute. I'm telling you, while I was excited, I got up this morning, my wife said, you want something to eat? I said, I'm feeling so good, I don't want to eat. And I didn't. I've been pacing the floor, couldn't wait to get here this morning because I was coming to the temple of God. When we drove up the road there, I said, Naomi, we're going into the temple this morning. <laughs> she said, well, what's going to happen? I said, I don't know. We got to the door. I reached for the door handle for her to come sliding through. And I said, I'm fixing to go in the house where God dwells. I'm going into God's house. Oh, listen, let me tell you something. When you come into the presence of an almighty God, Something begins to happen. I prepared, I opened the door, and I walked inside, and I looked around, and I said, we're going to meet the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings, and the one will be there this morning. In verse 14, I just finished 13, and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. Won't you know, church, we're sitting on dynamite here this morning. We're sitting in a place where heaven touches earth. That's in the house of God. This is where God begins to move in the lives of individuals. 
I'm excited because I feel something pounding in my chest. Not just a prayer, not intercession, not just a vision, but I feel God fixing to touch earth. Oh, God's going to give us a big smack, and I want to be right in the middle of it, don't you? I want God to reach down his hand and bring into our heart and life and anointing what he has for us today. I didn't come here to see who's here. I'm glad you're here, but I didn't come to see who's here. I came to see if the Lord is here today. And he is. He's in this house. Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to get down to the message in just a minute. Y'all just hang on. I got to get rid of some of this steam first. Now, if you were reading, I'm not going to read all of it. But so there was a chief priest and the scribes did not like what was happening. They got upset in verse 15 and they began to grumble and complain. Down about halfway it said that the children begin to cry in the temple and saying, Hosanna! To the son of David. And they were all, that is the scribes and the high priest were displeased. I can understand that, don't you? When you, when you start stirring up the spirit of God, the devil gets unhappy. Huh? I love to see people begin to worship the Lord because that's stirring up the power and the presence and the anointing of God. And the devil has said, I don't want that. I don't want that. But I don't care what the devil don't like. I come to glorify the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Amen. 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 <laughs> Jesus heard them, they was complaining. Can you believe that? Complaining about what's going on in the house of God. I found that. 65 years of preaching, I've run into everything. I went to a church one time. I thought we was going to have a good time. We walked in and the church had a big curtain that went around over the platform. And you know what it was? It was sunflowers. And they were faded, ugly. I thought to myself, you know, I sure hope we get that curtain changed. That's the ugliest thing. And I mentioned, that was my mistake. I mentioned it one Sunday morning. I said, we got to get rid of that ugly old sunflower curtain. Boy, did I stir up a fire. But the wrong kind. One lady come up, shook her finger in my fist. Don't you talk about that. My grandma put that up there 50 years ago. And that's a symbol of God's grace in this place. Well, I didn't touch the flowers. <laughs> I could preach without the flowers. It didn't bother me after that. <laughs> I could see they were a righteous thing I didn't need to touch. Hmm. Funny what we, what we have to have to have spirituality sometimes. Have to have blessings of God. I left them there. When I left, they still had them. They were happy and I was happy. <laughs> Jesus heard them complaining, and he said, Yea, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast 
perfected praise. You know, sometimes we, we look at our spiritual depth and we think, well, we're up here somewhere in this spiritual place. Sometimes God's not looking how spiritual we are. He's looking at the condition of our hearts. That's what impresses God. It's not the elevation. It's not position. It's not that. I've, I've seen things that the absolute God just needs to rapture. The most insignificant one of the church. God used them to bring revival to the church. The greatest revival we have ever in our church was brought on by an 18-year-old boy. And all he did is testify. He wasn't a preacher. He just got up and testified and the power of God fell. And then it spread throughout the school system. And people began to come. The kids came. They brought teachers. God began to save and a great revival broke out over just those teenagers giving a testimony one day. You said, well, is it possible? It's possible. You see, God can use anyone anytime if we let him, right? God can do it. And that made me realize. And I remember one day I got a call from the pastor of the Lutheran church and he said, I want to know what's going on over at your church. And I said, well, I knew them all. I said, well, friend, I'm going to tell you, we've been having a revival. He said, I have my daughter. Can't wait to get over there every night. She comes over every night. The church was filled. We seen about 350. Church full. All down on the front, they were sitting on the floor. And the power of God every night would save them. And I saw one night the kids brought the coach. And it wasn't long until God began to save some of the teachers at school. And the coach told me, he said, there's a revival broke out in our school. We're getting rid of the dopers. We're getting rid of all the trouble. God's saving them and bringing them out of it. Let me tell you what. Sometimes we need to wait on the babes, right? Uh, we're no evangelists. Someone asked me, one of the pastors, one, he said, who did you have to preach the revival? I said, oh, I'm glad you a Holy Ghost. <laughs> a Holy Ghost came and fell upon those people. I didn't have a thing to do with it. I saw things that out of that, I don't know how many people we got in the church. Pastor, we had several coming in. Several of them became the coach later on, got filled with the Holy Ghost, became one of the board members, one of my best friends that we've traveled with, worked together. God has a place for us today. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Now, this all happened over there at Jerusalem. Y'all know where that is. And Jesus then went over to Bethany. The scripture's what it said. You know who's over at Bethany? That's where that Martha and Mary and Lazarus lived. I've been to the house. If you were to walk right across the pasture, take wouldn't be over a 30 minute walk. If you went around the road a little bit longer, because I was over in Jerusalem one time and we came around the road, came to Bethany, went in the house. They was remodeling a part of the house the day we got there. And I said, well, this is where Jesus used to spend a lot of time. He'd come in here and sleep, rest, get ready to go out and do the work that God called him to do. That night, as Scripture said, that he got up from in Bethany to return unto Jerusalem in verse 18 and in the morning he returned to the city. He was hungry. I can just hear him say now, folks, let's get on the road. I want to get going. We'll stop on the way and eat breakfast, okay? Uh, Y'all just come on. We'll we take care of that later. And they start over to Jerusalem, that little walk. I'm sure in his mind he thought, well, we'll find something to do. And sure enough, they did. 
in verse 19, it said, And when he saw a fig tree, we call it, uh, you know, Ahop. <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> Might have been Burger King. We saw the fig tree in the way, and he came to it and found nothing but leaves. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> oh, when I read that, something hit me. Jesus got up, ready to go to Jerusalem, do the work that the Father had sent him to do. And he said, boys, I'm hungry. Let's stop and eat on the way. And he walked over to the fig tree and to reach in and to get a fig to find out there was nothing there but leaves. Leaves. How many like leaves? They're tasteless, bitter. I don't like them. I wouldn't eat a leaf if I had to. Most of them will crumble up. You know what they're good for? Good camouflage. Hide up something that should have been there that's not there. That's what they're doing in this case. They come along there and they said, there's going to be fruit. Jesus pointed it. He said, there's no fruit. Just nothing but leaves. Yep. Nothing but leaves. And the Lord must have got a little bit upset. It doesn't say he did, but I just gather from what I read here, for it says the next worth, he, 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 he said, I'm telling you what, this is, this is terrible. And the scripture said that he, he said, no more fruit shall grow on thee. And presently the fig tree just dried up. Now, stay with me just a moment here. You know, there's people that have really been prosperous in their, in their spiritual walk. You've ate of the fruit of the vine. You've been blessed, right? I have. Yeah. I know it's a, it's a wonderful thing to get blessed of the Lord. I enjoy being blessed. I don't mind telling you, I, I love the blessings of God. And I love to be in the place. But sometimes I let myself get out of the way where I wind up with a handful of leaves. Mm. Leaves don't taste good. I don't care how you eat them. You can wrap them. You can soak them. You can do a lot of things with them. But all they're going to do is hide what you haven't got. Yep. Sometimes we hide what we don't have. We try to let something else be a substitute so that we let that take place. But I'm going to tell you what, God, God has no place for substitutes. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to turn over here. Jesus now is getting ready to leave. He's packing, getting everything ready, and he's getting ready to depart. In the last message he preached on this earth is found in Acts chapter 1. I want to turn over there for just a minute, if you don't mind, and this is what it says. And that Jesus there in, in verse 5, and he was with them. He's with the disciples. He's all with them. They're all gathered around. This spiritual bunch is all together right now. He said, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Let's, use, let's take this minute for a little teaching time. When you got saved, something came into your life. 
that changed your character, changed your mind, changed your thoughts, changed you was a new creature. That's what happened. You walked in one way and you left another. Amen. Huh? We had a revival one time, and uh, we had a great revival. A lot of people getting saved, and uh, so, somebody, the young people, was always, y'all pray for, pray for Jim. There was a guy in the community, they called him Jim. He, he's really had a nickname, Big Jim, because he's an overgrown guy, went to school there. They kept praying for Jim, that he'll get saved. Several of the young people have been saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and Jim had not come. He'd been invited, but he wasn't coming. That last night of the revival, I could see those kids, some of them weren't going to take no for an answer. They left service early. And we were just wrapping things up. The altar was still had a few around it. And then they came with Jim. I don't know where they found him, but they brought him in. And when they came through the door, Jim had an old pair of cowboy boots. I wear them myself, so I know what you can do with them. You can hook the heels to the ground to kind of keep him sliding. Jim came in the door, and they were skidding him like he's on a dolly. <laughs> Slide him on in, and Jim was trying to stop. They wouldn't let him stop. They was bringing him on in, brought him on down the aisle. And you could tell he didn't want to come to church that night, <laughs> but they brought him anyway. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that's what you ought to do, but it worked that night, so I'll just say that. And they skidded him on down the front and shoved him down. You know, we get so enthusiastic sometimes. I wonder if it don't get in the way. And they gathered around him and started screaming and hollering and spitting on him, trying to get him to get saved, but Jim didn't know what to do. And I think it was kind of puzzling to him. But after a while, Jim said, I better give up. They're going to beat me to death. So he started praying a little bit. It wasn't long until a joy got through. After a while, he got happy and he got up. He said, I feel good. I feel good. I that's about the extent of his testimony. I feel good. I remember he went home on Sunday night. We was having testimony service. And Jim got up and testified. Several of them getting up and testifying about the revival. He got up and he said, I feel good. Well, he had said that. We knew he felt good. That was evident. He said, I feel good. I feel good. Oh, boy, I feel good. Oh, I feel good. You know, oh, so much of that will go kind of get old. <laughs> I feel good. And he realized he needed to say more. He said, well, I'll tell you how good I feel. I started home the other night, and he said, I hadn't gone very far until I saw this old boxer bulldog sitting there by the sidewalk. And I looked over at him, and that's the saddest looking dog, you know a boxer bulldog. That's the saddest looking dog I believe I've ever seen in my life. And he said, I, I went over there, knelt down and laid my hands on his head and said, God, give him some joy tonight. And he said, I know that dog smiled a little bit. And I said, neither the dog smile. If you got joy, the world looks better. It'll make you, make you somebody better. And you will feel a joy in your heart. A peace will come over. The grace of God changes things. It's not long until you are having a good time. I said, you're having a good time. Woo! <laughs> you know, the spirit comes in and changes the character. I heard people say, well, you Pentecostal said, uh, you all talk like you, that you're going to get to something special. He said, we all get the spirit. And that's true. When you get saved, the spirit of God comes in to your life. But that's not what I'm talking about. If you look at that real carefully, 
Jesus said, John truly baptized with water. But, 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 ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Now listen carefully. Little teaching right here. We do receive the Spirit when we get saved. Huh? Yeah. He comes in. But there comes a time when the baptism takes place. Yes. Anybody ever been baptized? Ooh, yeah. I hope you have. <laughs> you baptized. That means you've been merged, sunk under, buried. And when you come up, it's a signal that I have laid aside an old person and I've taken on a new personality, yeah. new thought. You've been baptized, raised up. I won't go into the details of that, but I want to tell you that can be a miracle time. Yeah. Jesus goes on, verse 7. It is not, they, they got excited, disciples got excited. Oh, 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 is this when you go to restore the kingdom of God? He said, shut up. <laughs> it's not for me or not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his power. Verse 8. Verse 8. Yeah. There's a word. But, but, but. He said it's not time for what you're thinking. But ye shall what? Receive power. Did y'all notice that sign when you came in today? Right out there. It's right visible to the, to the highway. Did you notice it? How many saw it? We're the only ones that saw it. It's right out there. It's visible. When you drive along, it says Assembly of God Church. Yeah. Check it when you go to leave. See if it's not still out there. When you drive by and see that, that automatically says something for anyone up and down the road. When they look over there, they can say Assembly of God. Those people believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance. Yes. They lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Yes. They, they get excited about their walk with God. Yes. That's what that sign means. Yes. Some of y'all need to go read that. I thought you were supposed to get excited. Huh? You come into the house of God that believes in divine healing. Huh? I've only seen one man that was totally paralyzed, instantly healed, get up and take off running, that had nothing, no feeling, no lowerness in his body. He moved his, he couldn't move his legs, body, but he could move his hands. I saw him totally healed one night. In fact, I was standing looking at him when it happened. And I said, come on. We took off together. He was right with me. And I, we run all the way over and hit the wall and turn around. Here we come back. Right across there, we hit the wall over there. I said, brother. And he just standing there grinning. Yeah. You said, have you seen more? No, I just saw one. Just one. You know what? I don't have to see any more. I know, I know one is enough for me. I now believe. Huh? I remember one night a little girl came up uh, when she was in her mother's womb. Something happened. I don't know what it was. 
when she was born, one leg was shorter than the other. When my kids were born, we got up, we'd count toes, fingers, legs, eyeballs, ears. Well, I want to know what they had. <laughs> I want to know if they got hold with enough evidence to make it. And I imagine her parents did the same thing. That poor little girl, I felt sorry for her. And she'd come to church, and she had that old built-up shoe, and it was awful. That night, she said, Pastor, my leg's just killing me. Would you pray? I said, I will. I sat down. I grabbed her heels. I lifted it up. I prayed for that. And all of a sudden, while I'm holding that foot, just grows out. Me looking at it. Grew out to the length of another foot. Now she can't wear it because it's too tall. She had to pull it off and go home barefooted. That was all right. She came back the next service with a brand new pair of shoes that she bought at the store. No more mail order stuff for her. I, I've only seen that once. Only once. But you know what? I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Yes. I believe God can lengthen legs. Yes, he can. I believe He can heal paralysis. Yes, he can. I had a guy call me. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about a radical thing yes. where that we believe what we claim we believe. Yes. Yes. Huh? I'm talking about meeting business with God. Get on your knees, touch heaven until heaven is shaken. Yeah. And people come by and say, would you pray for me? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Here, some time ago, I've been two, two years ago, I didn't bring a handkerchief. Oh, here's some. Somebody brought one for me. <laughs> I was running in the bank. You ever get in a hurry and almost miss God? Yeah. I run in the bank. I was in a hurry. I was trying to get something done. I started to leave, and the guy, one of the loan officers, hey, come here. I went over there. I didn't have time to mess with him. I went over there, and he said, and he asked me a question. And the question opened up a whole world of opportunity. So I began to talk to him. I began to answer his questions, and I began to tell him what God could do to change his life his home, how God could change circumstances around him, how that he is open for the things that God is going to do. Yeah. I can't see that clock. Is it? That's all right. Y'all yeah, right. tell me, just before it hits 12, somebody raise up your hand or do something. And he was telling me all about that. And I said, Dave, that's what God can do that for you, my friend. I was excited about his questions. A little while after that, I'd back in the bank again. He gave me another signal. I went over. He said, oh, he had another question. That much? Just something to open up the, quest, the, the thought. We began to talk. And about two or three weeks later, I was back in there again. I heard him say, hey, come here. He said, I read a chapter every morning. I said, hey, that's good. That's, yeah. Isn't that good? Yeah. How many read a chapter every morning? Right. <laughs> he said, I read a chapter. I said, that's good, Dave. I knew a fellow that used to work with him in another bank somewhere, and I said, anybody got any water on them? Uh, I'm getting to dry my lips are sticking together, and that's not good. <laughs> she's going to get some, a fire hydrant or something. I don't know what she's going to get, but anyway. I was talking to this guy. He lives up in another part of town. I said, uh, I, I tell you, I tell him a little story about, I knew he was a Christian man, this other guy. I, I said, you know, I've been talking, you used to work with him. He said, oh yeah. He said, he's an atheist. I said, no, he's not. Yeah, yeah, he's an atheist. I was telling him, oh, thank you so much. Y'all excuse me just a minute. My mouth's getting so dry. 
And I'm, I'm going to start preaching here in a few minutes. I need some water before I do that. Oh, that's good. I didn't know how dry I was. And that, uh, I said, that guy's, he, he, I told him what he's doing. He's responding, wanting to pray and want me to talk to him every time I go in there. He said, he's an atheist. I said, no, he's not. He's not. He said, yeah, he is. He said, I've talked to him and he just totally ignores me. Oh, okay. I said, you were planting the seed. Yeah. I was watering. Yeah. Right after that, he was transferred to another bank. And I said, and somebody else is going to harvest that guy. You Amen. guarantee it. Amen. I can tell you his name, but I won't do that because you might know him. But anyway, I can tell you that God changes people. I don't care who they are, where they're at. The scripture I just read to you, but ye shall receive what? Power. power. Huh? I'm not talking about where you feel better. I'm talking about power. Huh? I'm talking about Holy Ghost power. Can I tell you that it will change you? Yes, it will. Yes, it will. I was invited. I think I told you all here a few days ago, but I'm going to tell you again in case you missed it or forgot about it. I, I, when I was overseas, I worked basically with military chaplains. And so uh, some, of them, some of them are as lost as a goose. Can I say that? And you understand what I'm talking about. They did it because it was just a profession. They liked it, you know, and they paid the educational price, whatever it was. You had to be at least, you had to have at least a master's degree. Most of them all had that. Some of them had a, a PhD. Some had double PhD. Some had double master. It was ridiculous. But I didn't pay attention to what they had. They asked me to come and bring them devotion one night. And they were having, a, they said, a fellowship time. That's fine. I went over there and read and just a little bit. It wasn't my, wasn't my preaching. It wasn't my singing or anything about it. But God reached down in that service. There was probably 100 to 125 in that room. And the power of God fell on me. I don't care what denomination, backpack, degree, or what your initials before or after your name, it makes no difference. When God comes down, He slay people in the altar. They begin to roll and cry and squall, getting saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. These are people that just are very dignified, but God knows how to get, to get it out of you. He needs to. And if you think you cannot, let me tell you, you can. And God knows how to do it. I mean, and there was shouting and crying and a bawling and squalling and I never, it was worse than a Pentecostal meeting. <laughs> People were getting saved, standing up. I heard one guy when they said, I've been a chaplain 25 years and they went on talking about, but he said, I met Jesus tonight <laughs> and he did. There was people filled with the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you, it don't matter what flavor you come from. Right. Doesn't matter your background. No. Don't care whatsoever. God just loves to take and show you that he's still God. Yes, huh? Yes. But God, but God, but God. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you shall receive power. And after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me in both Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the bank, the grocery store, wherever you are, God will see to it that you get a chance. Yes, amen. Hmm. Woo! I feel something good there, folks. 
And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. I'm going to tell you what I think, because this is what God told me the other day. We have lived on dry leaves without eating the fruit of the vine. <laughs> when God showed me that, I fell down and I said, God, look at my own heart. Have I prayed and fasted like I should have to be able to get a hold of heaven? I don't care what people think or say. I want God's will more than I want anything else. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful to know Jesus is still Jesus and the Holy Ghost is still falling. Oh, church, let me tell you, we're living in some very difficult times. I know you know that. I don't need to tell you that. You know where we're at. I've been aware of it. I've been asking God, what are we going to do, God? You're going to have to help us. The church, the church is struggling. Churches are quitting. They're closing doors. They're closing them down and selling property. I can't have that. I can't believe it. I can't accept that that's not the plan of God. Right. Amen. Huh? That's not it. Go ye into all the world, preach the God. God's still got a plan. It hasn't gone out yet. He hasn't rejected the word of God. He hasn't recalled it. He still means it. Can I ask you just a simple question? I'm going to try my best uh, to close this if I can. Because I'm going to tell you what. God told me the other day... I wrestle with God. I wrestle with God. I love it when God's talking, but sometimes I don't feel good. God said, if you will quit looking at the external and start looking at the internal, it's me, he said, you've got to have. It's me that you need. <laughs> It's me. We've had enough of that stuff going on. We've had enough of that leaves. We're tired of leaves. I want the power. I want the anointing. I want the grace. I want the glory. I want God's fullness. And I've been living on dry leaves too long. And I don't want any more. <laughs> Can I just ask you a simple question? If you're tired, you haven't been getting satisfied, you're not satisfied, you feel dry and empty inside, it may be time that <laughs> you get a refilling of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask anyone except those that are saying, God, I'm I'll give it all to you. I'm laying my life on your, I'm going to die for your glory. I'm ready to accept your will, not my will. My will has got me in more trouble, but I want the will of God now. I want the will of God. Stand with me if you will. Dennis, play something. It don't matter. If you want me to, I'll sing, but I think you'd do better if I didn't sing and let him play. But I'm going to tell you, if you feel a need for God to fill that empty voidness in your life and set a fire in there, joy. I love that message while I go to you. Sounded like it's time for revival. 
And that's what I believe God wants to do for us. I want to pray with you. I'm not going to pray just for you. I'm going to pray with you because I'm going to pray myself. But if you said, God, I feel like I'm a little dry inside. I've been living on dry leaves and I'm ready to die. Oh, oh God, I want the real fruit of the vine in my life. I want you to come. Come on, anyone, maybe one person. I asked the Lord a while ago, who's that one God? Maybe one person coming. God, lay your hand upon this woman. <laughs> God's got something for you. I want you right now, tell him what you want him to do. Tell him right now. Don't hold back anything. Give it all to him. It's God that's got to have a part in your life. It's God that's got to surrender in your life. <laughs> in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Yes, God do that work. Anyone else? Anybody else here today? Maybe we're all ready, but God maybe won't do something special. He won't do something special. I want you to come. This is prayer time. It's shake loose time. It's time to let God do the things that He wants to do. If we have to lay on our face and cry out until we die inside, until God speaks His words for us. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Lord, satisfy the hunger of that heart. In Jesus' name, I want you to come and pray with us, if you will. Some of you need to. Some of you don't know why you won't, but I want you to come anyway. Encourage others that come to pray. Hallelujah. 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 Y'all all want something from the Lord? You want God to do something? Hallelujah. Don't you say, Lord Jesus, you tell me what you want from me. Tell me, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, lay your hand upon these lives, upon these souls. God, you know their hunger. You know their thirst. You know the cravings in their heart and their spirit. <laughs> God, satisfy the hunger. Satisfy the desire. Satisfy the yearning and the emptiness, Lord. Fill it with your joy and your peace and your grace and your glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Lord, for your glory today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, satisfy the yearning in our spirit. Give us, God, that which we must have from you, not what we want for ourselves, but what we have for you, that you would satisfy the yearning. God, give us your will and your blessings today. Heavenly Father, we need that from heaven. We need your word. We need your will. My God, my God, let the rain of heaven fall upon us, Lord. Let the glory of God touch our spirit. Satisfy the yearning inside of us, oh God. God, satisfy the yearning. Satisfy the longings in each heart and soul. God, let your will be done. <laughs> Oh, God, let your will be done. We don't want any more leaves, Lord. We don't want any dryness. We want your will. We want your leading and your anointing today, God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, dear Lamb of God. Thank you, dear Lamb of God. Hallelujah. 
gosh, feel the Lord coming in, kind of warming up the inside, touching your life. You feel that? Oh, I do too. I feel that, Lord. I thank you right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you're doing. I can't do it, but you can. God, satisfy that yearning in their heart. Feel that emptiness, God. Satisfy the thirst in our hearts. Let the Spirit of God come down and, Lord, bathe us from inside out. Lord, grant that which we need from you. Grant that for your glory and your praise, we pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've been under a severe test of a trial. But God wants to relent the load from you right now. Okay? Are you willing to say, here, Lord, I give it to you? You want to give it to him? You want him to take it this morning? Heavenly Father, we come in the name of Jesus. Lord, there's something here that God has been a heavy, heavy, heavy load. But we're lifting it up right now in the name of Jesus. We're lifting it up, Lord. I don't know the answer to this, but God, you do. Lay your hand upon this precious life. God, lay your hand right here, Lord. Minister to her, we pray, for the glory and the praise of your name. In Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You've got to give up something. God's going to help you do that. Listen to us. God's going to speak to your heart. Maybe wash the dishes. I don't know. He does that sometimes. You let God speak. If you're ready to obey Him, okay? Amen. God bless you. Bless you, guys. Bless you, guys.